Hey there, and welcome to the Daily Joe Podcast. My name is Joe Durham. I'm a former athlete, a coach, a business owner, an entrepreneur, a husband, a father, and I am absolutely obsessed with overall personal growth and development to become the best version of you that you can possibly be. And it's my goal to bring you the most value that I possibly can and to hopefully provide a new perspective on some topics related to personal growth and overall improvement. With my background in coaching and teaching, I hope to inspire you and motivate you to think about things in a different way and possibly to make some necessary changes in order to move you from where you are now to a better version and ultimately the best version of yourself that you can possibly be. So let's jump in. Hey everybody. Today I wanted to talk about a topic that I think is paramount in its importance for not only achieving success, but in your overall happiness. And that topic is gratitude. Gratitude is something I think that most people acknowledge as being important and something that we probably all think that we should have. And Most of us probably think that we already have it and maybe even have a lot of it. I know I did. It was probably two or three years ago when I really started posting regularly on social media about these personal development and self-improvement topics and gratitude was without question one of the top of the list. I talked a lot about being grateful and deploying gratitude for everything all the time. But it wasn't until I actually began the practice of being grateful that I began to figure out and discover how much I actually wasn't doing. I think it's like that for a lot of things, right? I mean, listen, you can study all the time and you can read every book that you can find and watch every YouTube video on how to be a better free throw shooter. But until you actually go out and start shooting free throws, you're not going to be very good. Am I right? I think it's a really funny thing, at least at least to me, because it's true for just about every area of our lives. And we do it all the time, don't we? We like to sit on the sidelines and pontificate and talk about all of the things going on or all of the areas that we want to improve about ourselves. I mean, it kind of reminds me of that great Vince Lombardi quote, right? About the man in the arena. It's not the critic who counts, not the man who points out how the strong man stumbles or where the doer of deeds could have done them better. The credit belongs to the man who is actually in the arena, whose face is marred by dust and sweat and blood, who strives valiantly, who errs, who comes up short again and again, because there is no effort without error and shortcoming, but who does actually strive to do the deeds, who knows great enthusiasms, the great devotions, who spends himself in a worthy cause, who at the best knows in the end the triumph of high achievement, and who at the worst, if he fails, at least fails while daring greatly so that his place shall never be with those cold and timid souls who neither know victory nor defeat. Man, that's so true, isn't it? It's about doing 
and erring again and again and again and coming up short over and over and striving valiantly for a worthy cause and not being like those cold and timid souls that don't know victory or defeat because they never stepped into the arena. So how in the heck does all of this tie back into gratitude? Because gratitude isn't meant to be something that's talked about as a punchline or a bullet point in a speech or a talking point at dinner with your friends. Gratitude is a real thing, but it's only realized when it's practiced. And the thing is, none of us will ever get to the place where we're complete in our gratitude or when we're full and we can't possibly have any more gratitude. No. Gratitude is a process. It's a journey. And it's forever constant and ongoing. We practice it and recognize it and acknowledge it. And in doing so, we begin to participate in this pretty incredible cycle that's always been happening without us, but now we get to be a part of it. See, gratitude is basically just the act of or the practice of being grateful or thankful. I mean, I'm sure that most people are thankful and grateful for a lot of different things in their life. But the trick is to put it into practice and to participate in this gratitude cycle that continuously perpetuates this feeling of thankfulness. It really is one of the most amazing things in the world. And if you practice this right now, or if you ever did, then you know exactly what I'm talking about. It's crazy and it's super, super cool. I think Oprah was one of the ones that, that, that said it about gratitude, that when you're thankful for what you have, you'll always have enough. But when you focus on what you don't have, whatever you get will never be enough. The cool part about this whole gratitude cycle is that when you start to participate and you start to practice gratitude, you begin to look around uh, around you and, and consistently you start to see the things that you're thankful for. And you begin to notice more and more and more. And the things that you may have normally taken for granted all of a sudden come into focus and you start to remember the value that they have in your life. I think too often we devalue so many things in our life and we even devalue people and relationships, don't we? It's because we're not in the habit of practicing and participating in the gratitude cycle. Being in the gratitude cycle gives you perspective and it will allow you to see things from a different vantage point. And a lot of times, It helps you to reprioritize the value of things. Another thing it does is it allows you to be more intentional, you know? Like I was saying, I was saying this a second ago, it causes you to open your eyes and look around at the things that, that the people and the relationships in your life. And it, it causes you to think about them and what they mean to you. See, like I said at the very beginning, I thought that I was grateful. I thought that I was practicing gratitude, but what I was doing was I was pontificating about it. I was talking about it. I would, I would think about it, but I actually wasn't thinking about it. I was just saying that I was thinking about it. 
And I wasn't actually doing it. I was the critic. I was one of those cold and timid souls that didn't know victory nor defeat because I wasn't even in the arena. So why is it a cycle? I mean, why do I call it the gratitude cycle? Which, by the way, is something that I completely made up and I need to trademark that junk before somebody steals it and uses it and they've got like 2 million followers and subscribers and now it's their thing and not my thing, right? That's how this thing works. But anyway, why is it a gratitude cycle? Well, I think... When I think of a cycle, I, it's something that has a beginning, but it's kind of like that loop and it really doesn't ever have an ending, right? It's, it's like a, a loop or a wheel and once it gets going, it just keeps going around and around and around. Well, with gratitude, I think about it like this. At least this is the way that it worked for me, but um, I think that it's pretty similar for a lot of people. So hopefully you can relate to this. When I started thinking about what and who I was grateful for in my life, probably like you, I began immediately with my family and my most immediate things around me. And then I worked my way out from there, right? But I started running into a couple of problems. One, I started feeling bad because the list that I kept making looked the same day in and day out. So I would get frustrated and I would eventually stop. And two, I thought that my gratitude needed to be so deep and so thought-provokingly intelligent that on some days I couldn't even put words together, let alone make an entire sentence about my gratitude. So I would get frustrated and I'd quit. Both of my reasons, which deep down I knew that they were just excuses, were dumb. But they were my truth, right? Or at least... They were what I thought my truth was, but it was frustrating. It was, I wanted, I wanted to be grateful. I was talking about being grateful and now I was actually trying to move past my thinking about it. I was actually trying to step into the arena, but for some reason I thought that the entrance to that arena was through the urinal or the, the bathroom stall. I kept blocking myself from doing the thing that I knew was the right thing to do. Not because I didn't really want to, but because I had the wrong kind of thinking about it. My mindset about what I was trying to do wasn't right. And I didn't have the right kind of thought process that would allow me to succeed at the thing that I was trying to do. So I began a process of developing my mindset. And it wasn't until I listened to someone talk about a gratitude exercise that they did habitually every morning that I unlocked the gates to the arena. I had heard some people say before and plenty of times about other areas of business and entrepreneurship to not be so hard on yourself and to give yourself a break, right? We've all heard that. Well, I heard that message for that arena, but it didn't, I didn't cross-pollinate that message over to the area of self-help and personal development. I was being too hard on myself and setting unrealistic expectations of myself that I could never keep 
And in the process of constantly failing and not being able to keep the unrealistic standards that I had set for myself, I would get frustrated and I'd quit. Have you ever done that before? I think a lot of people do. And they do that kind of thing all the time. And they set unrealistic standards of excellence for for themselves that they can't possibly achieve. But then we justify it to ourselves, don't we? And we say that we're just, we just expect the best or we strive for greatness, right? Yeah, well, guess what? We ain't all LeBron. And that whole strive for greatness thing, that's awesome. And I love the saying, but my standard of greatness has to be the standard that I set for myself. And yours has to be the one that you set for yourself. We can't set standards or place expectations on ourselves based on anybody else but us. But you. You set the standard based on your goals and your dreams, not anyone else's. So that was it. It set me free and I was no longer resigned to the idea that, that my words had to be eloquent or that my list couldn't be repetitive in order to be important. It was my list, all mine. It's actually kind of funny looking back now because I was sabotaging the whole point of what I was trying to accomplish because I wanted it to be perfect, right? But for who? Like, like I was somehow, someday going to display my, my list of things that I was grateful for to everyone else to see? Nobody wants to see that. They don't care. But I will tell you, whenever you try and do something, anything in an effort to better yourself, there's a force and it's a super powerful one that wants to keep you down and wants to keep you playing small. That force will only deceive you. And its sole purpose is to lie, steal, and destroy. And if you're a believer in God, like I am, then you probably already know what I'm talking about and who I'm talking about. It's the devil. And that's exactly what he wants to do. He wants to keep you in a box and he wants to keep you playing small. He wants to lie to you and deceive you into thinking that you can't better yourself and that it's pointless or too hard or whatever lie he has to tell you to keep you from becoming the best version of yourself that you can be. Why? Well, that's a whole long other topic for another podcast. But in my opinion, and the short answer is because we were made in the image of our creator who is perfect. And if he, if we would just get a glimpse of how he sees us and what kind of capabilities he knows that we have inside of us, then Satan knows that he wouldn't be able to deceive you anymore in that way, at least in that way. Because I believe that you know when you know the truth. And that's why the truth sets you free. Lies can't live in the presence of the truth. So he knows that his lies to keep us quiet and to keep us playing small won't work anymore if we would start to better ourselves and begin to see ourselves the way that God sees us. So... Once I was able to develop the right kind of mindset, and let me tell you another thing, your mindset is and should be ever and always evolving and growing too. You're never 
going to be stagnant. You're either growing forward or you're dying and you're regressing backwards. John Maxwell said, uh, I saw this not too long ago. He said that when you live to learn, you will learn to really live. So what I mean is once I got myself and my mindset and my thought process to a place where I could start participating in the gratitude cycle, I started finding more and more things that were around me to be grateful for. And a funny thing happened when I started being grateful for the things that I had. I got more. No, not like those Geico commercials, bro tato chip, bro heme, or bro fesser. <laughs> They're some of my favorite. But I strangely started to see more things around me to be thankful for. And a lot of the time, they weren't even things of mine. You know, like when I started the gratitude cycle, I was looking for things that were immediately mine and that were close to me, like my family, like my wife, like my kids, like my house, my car, etc. Well, as the cycle continued and I stopped beating myself up for not being eloquent about the things that I was thankful for, I started naming things like clean water, hot coffee in the morning, my morning routine, sunshine, rain, overcast days, soreness in my muscles, hearing, sight. My thinking was that if I started my days off with gratitude, then my mood would be more optimistic and thankful for what I currently had and receptive to more opportunities because that would in turn result in more reasons to be thankful and grateful. That's the reason I call it a cycle. It's like that movie, Happy Gilmore. (laughs) It's like a merry-go-round, man. You put your quarter in and you go up and down and up and down and around and around. It's a flow, right? Feel the flow, Happy. (laughs) It is a flow. And the thing is, is it's not hard to get into the flow, but you got to start, in my opinion, with making sure that your thinking is right about what you're trying to do and then... There's some simple, basic things, I guess, that you can do to help make gratitude a habit in your life. The first thing I would tell you, don't be too hard on yourself. It doesn't matter what you're thankful for or what you're grateful for as long as you're genuinely thankful for it in that moment. And this is your list. It's not anyone else's list. It's not anyone else's gratitude list. That, that someone else needs to see. Remember that. The second thing I'd tell you is I'd say start small. You don't have to come up with five things or ten things or any number of things to be grateful for when you start. You know, there's some people that have lists of name five things and have ten things and blah, blah, blah. I don't think that that you have to come up with any specific number. I don't know that there's a magic number for it. I do think that if you... Just simply say that you're thankful for your health, your family, and this practice or routine that you're starting, then you've got three things right there. But the idea is that there's no magic number, there's no requirement, and there's no limit to the number of things that you can be grateful for. 
The third thing I'd say is write it down. And maybe I'm old fashioned and I know that I'm, I'm doing a podcast, so it's all audio and, and there's so many digital ways of putting a list together. But to me, there's something powerful about taking a thought that's in your head and then putting pen to paper and writing it down so that you physically do it and then you visually see it. It, it kind of reinforces the thought that you had in your mind to begin with. It's a cycle. It's cyclical. Get in the flow, happy. And the fourth thing, make it a habit. I talked a, while, a little while ago, um, a couple podcasts ago about habits and how to develop them and what it takes to, to make a habit. So I'm not going to go into all of that here, but the truth is that when you develop an attitude of gratitude and it's habitual, that is when the magic happens. I would suggest do this practice or do this, this gratitude practice early in the morning. I don't want to tell you how to start your day or what to do and everything like that. That's not what this talk is about. But I will tell you that one thing I've learned is that the most successful people start their day and a lot of them end their day with a gratitude practice. It's a constant recalibrating or calibrating of your mindset. Remember what I said, you're either growing and moving forward or you're regressing and dying. So I don't know, maybe try it. Try it for 30 days. Start each day with gratitude before you check your phone, before you get on social media, before you look at emails. Just try it. You can do anything for 30 days, right? Well, if you do it for 30 days, you can do it if you want it bad enough. And I can promise you that when you do, you will start to see a change and you're going to start to see a shift in your thinking and your outlook almost immediately. Guys, thank you so much for listening and I hope that this added value to you. If you don't already follow me on social media, it would mean the world to me if you did. You can find me on just about every platform under at Joe Durham 52 or just search for my name, J-O-E-D-U-R-H-A-M, and hopefully we can connect. Thank you so much again, and we'll see you next time.